Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This is a Jackson Hewitt tax service announcement. Don't want to wait weeks for your tax refund? Visit Jackson Hewitt Tax Service today. File your taxes with Jackson Hewitt and ask a tax pro how you could get $500 to $4,000 fast with a no-fee refund advance. Money when you need it. A 0% APR loan from Metabank available on a prepaid card fast, like today fast. Terms apply. Visit jacksonhewitt.com today. That's Jackson Hewitt. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. And William Byron will win the pole for the great American race. Here comes Johnson. Oh, they get together. Menard and Johnson get together. Menard hard into the wall. I made that move to the inside. And then we kind of got together. I'm not sure if just the air breaking his bumper plane pulled his car over. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse. From the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach, Florida, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. We are live at Outback Steakhouse, just outside of Turn 4 at Daytona International Speedway, getting you ready for the 61st running of the Daytona 500. Lots happening so far this week here at Daytona. You're going to hear from the Clash winner, Jimmy Johnson. You're also going to hear from the Daytona 500 pole winner, William Byron, and his crew chief, Chad Knaus. We've got NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace stopping by to join us, along with his booth mates, Jeff Striegel and Alex Hayden. And we've got a whole lot more for you as well. But let's get today's show started with a check-in of the very latest in NASCAR news with the host of NASCAR Today Midday, Kyle Rickey. Kyle? Mike, the focus for the first half of Daytona Speed Weeks has surrounded Hendrick Motorsports, and for good reason. All four of the team's Chevrolets qualified in the top four spots in Daytona 500 pole qualifying, and Jimmy Johnson won the advanced auto parts clash just a few hours later. Team owner, Rick Hendrick. And it feels good, feels good to see Kevin and Jimmy have success today, and it feels good to see William and uh, Chad. So uh, it, it's been a good day for the organization. I hate we had to wreck there at the end, but uh, it's been a, been a really good day for, for our team. The next time the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series cars hit the racetrack will be Thursday night for the Gander RV Dual Twin Qualifying Races. David Reagan qualified 23rd on Sunday in his Select Blinds Ford out of the front row motorsports stables. Reagan is a former Daytona winner and says the partnership with Select Blinds came together in a unique way 
involving his favorite charity. Sending our Shriners Hospitals for Children Ford race car out to Bear Jackson is one of their charity cars. And uh, Rick Steele, who's the founder and, and president of Select Lines, he was a huge race fan. His mom was actually treated at one of the Shriners Hospitals for Children when she was a young kid. And so he bought the car. It was a great event, a, a great uh, auction for charity. It, it was really neat. And we started talking about the racing program and uh, his company and kind of how we can use that uh, in, in the world of NASCAR to, uh, to leverage all of our great fans. And uh, one thing led to another, and here we are at Daytona. So Reagan will start 11th in Gander RV Duel number two on Thursday night. See more on Daytona Speed Weeks presented by Advent Health now at MRN.com. Mike? Thank you, Kyle. When we come back, we'll hear from Clash winner Jimmy Johnson, and later we'll hear from William Byron about winning the pole position for the 61st Daytona 500. At AutoZone, we're all about giving you more ways to get more done. Like our free fix finder service. If your check engine light is on, our fix finder service can help troubleshoot the real problem, saving you time and money down the road. Want help from a pro? We can help with that too. Keep your engine running clean with Fuel Injector Cleaner. It'll help maximize your engine's fuel economy so it can perform at its best. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, auto zone. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with a progressive box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Oh, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Motor Racing Network would like to thank our local affiliate here in Daytona Beach, WNDB. They've carried every Daytona 500 on MRN. This weekend, we'll make number 50. Coming up next, we'll hear from the Clash winner, Jimmy Johnson. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. On February 17th, the stage will be set for racing's greatest day, the Daytona 500. A day that delivers four-wide excitement, legendary moments, and unforgettable finishes. A day that keeps you on the edge of your seat and that you'll remember forever. The greatest race awaits. Experience the thrill of the Daytona 500 in person. Guarantee your seats before they sell out at Daytona500.com. 2019 is the Motor Racing Network's 50th year, and things are about to get a lot louder. I'm Woody Kane. The NASCAR season is revving its engine, and MRN's two biggest loudspeakers are back. When race spotter Joey Meyer and I bring you the latest news, results, and headlines every Monday on MRN Out Loud. Crank it up. Mondays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are heard. Live from the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach, this is NASCAR Live. Here comes Johnson. Oh, they get together. Menard and Johnson get together. Menard hard into the wall. The entire pack is going to crash with the exception of four cars that make it through. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded on Sunday on the Motor Racing Network. What a rambunctious ending and a premature ending to the 
Clash here at Daytona International Speedway. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Sunday, it was the season opener. The clash ended early because of weather, and, of course, a dramatic move by Jimmy Johnson in contact with Paul Menard that ultimately put Jimmy in the lead and, well, left that big crash behind him. NASCAR today's Woody Kane was in victory lane with the driver of the number 48 car, Jimmy Johnson. Well, Jimmy, let's start with the, the way this thing ended. A little contact between you and Paul Menard. How did that come about? Yeah, I just started racing. Honestly, I need to go back and look at the replay, and I get a better feel for it. I, I think it was just hard racing, and unfortunately, um, yeah, his car started wobbling, and then it collected everybody else behind him at that point. Um, but I knew I needed to set up my move. Rain was coming, and that opportunity showed itself a couple times down the back straightaway on the laps before. And you know, I, I had the run and, and got inside of him. Was up along, you know, to his rear tire or so before things started to kind of get scary. Did you get enough of a run to get a feel for what you're going to be up against Thursday and Sunday? I mean, it seemed like this was a fits and starts kind of race. Yeah, I mean, every, every rep helps. Um, got a lot of practice at restarts today, which was nice. Um, and restarts seem to be very key with this package and how these cars are racing right now. So, um, you know, the, the 20 drivers that had a chance to race today certainly had an advantage. It seemed like at one point you were well back in the pack and then you just appeared up in second place. Is it easier to get from the back to second than from second to first? You know, th so much happens in the first couple of laps after a restart. And the first few restarts, I was in the wrong lane and things didn't work out for me. The last couple of restarts, I was in the right lane and everything worked out perfect. So um, it's just plate racing. It's just how it goes. In years past, the, the bottom lane would go, then the top lane would go. And now it seems like the top lane is so dominant. Why do you think that is? You know, the side draft is pretty significant on these cars, and the bottom lane, it's easy just to choke them down and, and pull the speed out of their cars. And uh, once that happens and the RPM gets too low for the bottom lane, the cars just lose just lose that edge down there. And the middle lane or top lane seems to be the spot to be with the rules package the way it is right now. Hendrick Motorsports qualifies 1, 2, 3, 4. You and Kevin Mindering off to a great start. All smiles. Anything else you guys want to work on, or you got to kind of rest on your laurels a little now? No, it's keep full steam ahead. I wish we could have won the poll today. That would have made for the most epic day ever, but it was the most epic day for uh, Hendrick Motorsports, Chevrolet, and then certainly to welcome Ally into our sport of NASCAR with a victory and a third-place starting spot for the Daytona 500 is really cool. And finally, what do you think might be different Thursday versus what we saw on Sunday? I thought we were all pretty reserved and smart throughout the course of the race. So I would say more of that, you know, more of the single file stuff. Everybody wants to make sure their 500 cars make it to the 500. Um, so I think, I think it'll be smart, and then it just depends on weather. You know, if, if, the, if the sun comes out, the cars aren't going to be easy to drive. If it's overcast and cool, we can be pretty aggressive. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Woody. What an ending to that. That, uh, that would set so many records on so many levels there. I don't ever recall there being a clash affected by three red flags for rain and ending the way it did. It ended in quite a dramatic fashion, and it's Jimmy Johnson and Kevin Mendering getting their first win together. It comes in the clash at Daytona. That move makes Jimmy our AutoZone Driver of the Week. Does your check engine light have you stressing? The free AutoZone Fix Finder service will help you find the likely issue, saving you time and money. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Coming up next, William Byron talks about scoring the pole at Daytona, and I chat with his crew chief, Chad Canals. Plus, later, Jeff Striegel and Alex Hayden join us here at Outback Steakhouse.
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. If you're on the road now, chances are pretty good you noticed that the all-new Chevy Silverado is here. And if you're wondering what's new about it, the answer is everything. Eight different trim levels, six different powertrains, and the most functional bed in its class, with more cargo volume than any other competitor. Go to Chevy.com and see for yourself what happens when legendary dependability meets modern capability. The all-new Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Chevrolet, find new roads. We'll hear from Daytona 500 pole winner William Byron and his crew chief Chad Knauss next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, Ralph Shaheen here with MRN's The Straight Line. The holidays may be over, but the drag racing world is just putting up their Christmas trees. As they get ready for the start of the 2019 race season, join Doug Herbert and I every Thursday as we talk to the celebrities of the NHRA, and we'll take you inside the pits for all the latest news and headlines. It's MRN's The Straight Line, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts, every Thursday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are heard. Veteran drivers and rookie drivers. NASCAR Today Midday keeps you up to date with all your favorites each weekday. It's a dream come true. A lot of you know the path that I've gone down. There's a lot of opportunity with the package changes, you know, with the Chevrolet and the work they're putting in. And I know one thing's for sure, it's good to have my name on the top of the cup car. Don't miss any of the breaking NASCAR news with NASCAR Today Midday. Only on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Live from the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach, this is NASCAR Live. And William Byron will go to the top over Jimmy Johnson. And William Byron will win the pole for the great American race. Byron is on the pole in the Exalta Chevrolet and new crew chief Chad Knauss. They are number one at Daytona. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. That's how it sounded Sunday afternoon on Motor Racing Network and here at Daytona. It was William Byron driving that legendary number 24 to the pole position for the Great American Race. It's his first ever pole in his young Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series career, and it's a big one. But Byron says that the team felt that this was a realistic goal for them all along. Realistic, we probably thought, you know, we we're going to be somewhere in the hunt. Um, you know, the guys have done a lot of work to get down here. It's kind of been a... I guess a hard working off season for them and there's been a lot of things in the in the works so I was excited to get down here and see what we had but ultimately you never know who's going to you know pop up and and be competitive and fast down here so um great to get a a pole big for Chevrolet I guess with their accomplishment there so for me the duel doesn't matter at this point you know we're this was the goal to get the top two spots um you know and if we were second that was great too but um you know the poll's good, and uh, now our, our goal is, I mean, really, what we have in the duel is nothing like what we're going to have on Sunday, so it's not even worth, you know, scaring yourself or doing whatever uh, to, to figure it out. I, I learned that last year the hard way, so um, I think that 
you know, I just look forward to being a part of it and seeing what that brings. And then Friday and Saturdays really are hardworking days. And really the conversations we'll have are important too. Part of what makes William Byron scoring the pole for the Daytona 500 as big as it is, is the big change that came in the offseason over at Hendrick Motorsports, moving Chad Canals from Jimmy Johnson over to Williams Hood. And then, of course, it's Kevin Mendering and Jimmy Johnson being paired up on the 48. Had a chance to catch up with Chad after qualifying was over and ask what a big moment this was for him, being able to win a pole at Daytona as crew chief of the legendary number 24. I wanted to be crew chief on the 24 car back in 1992 when Jeff Gordon first drove it in Atlanta. Um, so to, to be able to walk into the racetrack for the first time with a 24 badge on my chest and go out there and qualify first for the Daytona 500, it's just fantastic. It's a dream come true. Obviously, a lot of hard work back at the shop, a lot of talented individuals. What kind of changes has the 2014 gone through during the offseason to prepare yourself for 19? Awful lot, honestly, awful lot. And, and I'd love to say that we've taken, we could take all the credit, but we can. All the guys did here really was execute what the guys at the shop built for us to bring to the racetrack. And the guys on the 2014, we've got a lot of new guys, and they're spending a lot of their time just figuring out processes and procedures and, and getting all the I's dotted and T's crossed. And, and I preach that all winter long. If we do that, we're going to be successful. And that's what they did throughout the course of the week is get everything set right, done right, prepared well, and we were able to go out there and do what we needed to do. Next time this car goes on the track, it'll be Thursday for the duel. Then, obviously, you got practice, then the 500. Have you thought through your strategy this coming week about how much you want that car on the track and how much you want it back in the garage? Because, obviously, you don't want to wad this thing up and throw it away. No, we definitely don't want to do that. I think, I think you'll see us run pretty conservative in the 150, obviously, and just – just you know, hedge our bets on the conservative side. We're going to take pit stall one for the 150. We'll be the same pit stall that we take for the 500. That'll give William an opportunity to get familiar with the pit box, the pit crew familiar with the environment. And then once we get past the 150, get some smaller groups and do some drafting throughout the course of the week before we get into the Daytona 500. Before I let you go, you worked with a lot of talent here, both in the shop, on the racetrack. Can you assess William's talent, what you've been able to observe of him outside when you were at the 48, and then now you're with him on the 24? Pretty hard to know yet, but I know he can hold it wide open around Daytona. How's that? So that's uh, that's that's a good start. Let's say that. Uh, the, the thing I like about William is he's very, very intuitive. He's very aware of his surroundings and what's going on inside the race car. If he's a little bit offline, he come he came in yesterday. He's like, man, I missed that line just a little bit. I'll do better next time. And I told him right there. I was like, it is track like this. If you can say that you missed the line, you're already in the 20, 20th percentile right there. So we've we've got a good start. We got a good head of steam. It's going to be a lot of fun going to be very interesting to see what William Byron and Chad Canals can do not only in the 500 but how well they'll do all through 2019 we'll all find out together and you can keep tabs on that right here on Motor Racing Network coming up Jeff Striegel and Alex Hayden join us live at the Outback here in Daytona Beach and later a Daytona 500 backtracks from one year ago I'm not blooming good I'm blooming great put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak about 
In order to maximize a vehicle's performance and efficiency, the proper adjustments need to be made based on the road ahead. That's true for both race car drivers on the track and for truck drivers hauling freight on the highway. But if your truck's equipped with a Detroit DT12 automated manual transmission with intelligent powertrain management, adjustments are made automatically based on GPS terrain mapping, maximizing performance and efficiency. Don't just want better business solutions, demand them. Learn more at DemandDetroit.com. The Whelan Trusted Pit Crew of the Week goes to the Wood Brothers, number 21 Ford Racing Team, driven by Paul Menard. They kept Paul running at the front of the clash at Daytona for most of the event. Don't forget, folks, on the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Coming up next, we've got more from the Outback Steakhouse here in Daytona Beach. MRN anchors Jeff Striegel and Alex Hayden will join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. ISM Raceway got some major upgrades. NASCAR fans, come and see what all the buzz. You have a racetrack that's created an unbelievable challenge for in this restart. Bumping. Oh, 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 the check up. He catches the 38. The 38 spins. And cheering is about. Kyle Busch is going to win in the desert. Oh. Mark your calendar for the Ticket Guardian 500, March 8 through 10. Get the best remaining tickets now at ismraceway.com. You hear it every week. Just want to thank the whole team and uh, all our guys back in Denver. Everybody supports this team. They're the unsung heroes of NASCAR, and their life is the pitch. This is Rocco Williams, and for 10 years, I've jacked up some of the biggest names in auto racing, and now I'm jacked to bring it all down to street level and acquaint you with the guys behind the wall and back at the shop. Join me on MRN Crew Call, presented by Money Lion, every Wednesday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are found. Live from the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach, this is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Joining us here at the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach are Motor Racing Network anchors Jeff Striegel and Alex Hayden. Gentlemen, welcome to the Outback. Hello, Mike. How are Hi, you? Mike. Fantastic. Fantastic. Glad to have lots of action to talk about on the racetrack. But first, uh, folks have been following along on social media. There's been some shenanigans that have involved you guys starting on track with the NASCAR racing experience yesterday. How'd that treat you guys? It's fantastic. I mean, how many times uh, do you ever get a chance to strap behind the wheel of an actual NASCAR stock car and go around the high banks of Daytona? We had a great time. We really did. Uh, thanks to everybody at NASCAR Racing Experience for, for putting this on for us. Gives us a sense, uh, albeit uh, a smaller degree, uh, of what these drivers go through out there. We were going about 150 miles an hour, and, and as everybody knows, they're pushing 200 in the draft. Yeah, all we had to do is pick it up just a little bit. We ran 150. Uh, what did um, William run? 193 and change or whatever it was. So 43 miles an hour off the pace. But the, <laughs> Steve Post is the only one. Postman went out there and put it out on a lap of 217 and some change. Oh, that's what he's claiming. Change. That's what he's saying. Matter of fact, he went so fast, they rang the siren at the Dawsonville Pool Hall. Yes. <laughs> It was, it was unique in the fashion, Mike, of coming off of pit road. They want you in fourth gear. They want you up to speed. Mm -hmm. And you go into turn number one at speed. Whether you're ready or not, it, it, and granted, if you couldn't do it, you could back it down a little bit. But the fact of just trying to get up there on the high bank, having a spotter in your ear saying, you know, hold it down, hold it down. The car wants to kind of push up even at 150 
coming off two, coming off turn four, and the spotter's in your ear going, bring it down, get it down on that yellow line. And after a couple of laps, I think we all kind of got the hang of it. Yeah. And uh, it, it was fun, and like he said, a brand new perspective of exactly what these guys are doing to our degree. Well, it sounded like it was a lot of fun. We saw all the pictures. I know everybody had a good time. Speaking of perspectives, we had a different one Sunday during the Advanced Auto Parts Clash at Daytona. Um, what an odd day we had on Sunday. But let's start with qualifying first. William Byron on the pole for the Daytona 500. I think a lot of us knew it was going to probably be a Hendrick car because it seems like that when 500 pole qualifying time comes around, they answered the bell, and they answered it quite nicely, this time with William Byron at the controls. Came in four in a row, talking about Hendrick Chevrolet, so it was just a matter of whether they were going to break a long-standing tie. Uh, Rainier Racing, dating way back, had put four of their cars on the pole for the Daytona 500 four years in a row. Hendrick came in doing the same thing and hoping to be able to break that and stand alone. They did that. I don't think, Alex, we expected to see that type of dominance not only did they put William on the pole Alex on the outside front row but then backed it up with their other two cars going third and fourth quick they they dominated and it's obviously here at Daytona and Talladega it's single car qualifying you go to the top 12 to the next round so not only were they dominant in round one they backed it up and, and a lot of people are wondering okay things are a little bit different the the rear ends uh, heated up a little bit more some of these cars may go faster but uh, not even close. Uh, the Hendrick Chevrolet's single car speed were fantastic. Now the question is, what do they have for them in race trim before Sunday? They have to get through the duel at Daytona, the Gander RV duel coming up on Thursday night. That race has changed complexities a lot over the years, and when you look at that race, it's a great opportunity to shake things down, but it depends on who you are and what your lot is in life, how intense you race that race. Well, yeah, and it's, it's unique, too, because they had two 50-minute practice sessions this past Saturday for not only single-car runs to get ready for qualifying Sunday, but that was also your practice to get ready for the duel as well. So you could go out and draft, and a handful of cars did that. Not very many. The most I think I saw were four cars in a draft, and that was basically it. So how hard are they going to run in the duel come Thursday night? I, I really honestly don't expect them to go all out because they need these primary cars to run in the Daytona 500. I expect the, the opening couple of laps are going to be fun, two by two, maybe some three wide racing to get an idea after that. But uh, some of these teams, some, especially some of the teams that like we call in the back half of the garage, that may be their one and only car. They have to take care of that race car. And, and they, uh, they got a couple of spots that some of these guys are going to be going for. They have to get in the Great American Race, so they're going to have to race. Again, be sure to tune in to us Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time, the Gander RV Duel at Daytona. We will set the field for the 61st running of the Daytona 500. Once we had qualifying in the books on Sunday, it was the clash. A bit of an odd clash, wouldn't you say? Boy, that's a, probably the perfect word. Odd, unexplainable, not what we expected uh, for sure. I mean, we saw, just saw everybody kind of fall in single file and ride. And I think, Mike, you, you know, you've done this 25, 30 times where you've been down here and have watched a race unfold. And we talk about it, logging laps, uh, just trying to put a few laps down before we actually start to race. But we really never saw them race. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that there was always weather in the area. I don't think anybody was ever 100% truly comfortable with the conditions on the racetrack. Uh, you know, we, what we end up doing, getting stopped three times for mm -hmm. rain. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, you, you just kept going, okay, race. When are we going to see him race? It just never happened. But, Alex, I don't think that that is going to be – uh, any indication as to what we're going to see certainly comes Sunday. Thursday, don't know, but 
when we drop the green flag for the 500, they're not going to just sit up there and ride. They it can't. Was, it was just a weird day, a weird race around because qualifying earlier that day, as we just talked about, went off without a hitch, no problems whatsoever. And everybody has access to a radar, whether it's on your computer screen, on the pit box, in the garage, or anybody in the grandstands with a smartphone, for crying out loud, has the, the radar. You saw what was coming out there. The teams were certainly aware of that. So, uh, yeah, it was just kind of a, a, an odd day, but I don't expect that at all. Uh, Sunday's Great American Race, the Daytona 500. It's the biggest race of the year. Everybody wants to be a Daytona 500 champion. They're not just going to get out there and ride. Before we let you go, speaking of being interesting, Alex, you're going to have an opportunity tomorrow that none of us probably will ever get. And folks can follow it along, I'm sure, on social media. Why don't you tell the folks what you have going on down here tomorrow in Daytona? Very fortunate. I've been invited to go fly with the United States Thunderbirds tomorrow. Um, I'm super excited about it. I live in Goldsboro, North Carolina, where we have an Air Force base. Seymour Johnson Air Force Base is there. We've got squadrons of F-15 Strike Eagle fighter planes. I watch them fly all the time. These are, these are the uh, different type of, of fighter, but still the same type of deal. I've seen the Thunderbirds not only here at Daytona, but also the full show many times. Every year at home for the air show in town, I can't wait. I'm, I'm fired up beyond belief to go up and fly with the United States Thunderbirds. And, Jeff... I know Jeff's a little upset about this. (laughs) I am. They're my heroes. Uh, But besides that, yes, he will, I'm sure, be documenting all the good, right? I'm going to be there to document all the other things that may go on. The bad and the ugly? The bad. He's got the good. I got the bad and the ugly. I'm trying to go mind over matter on this. (laughs) I may need to, you know, put a caption under a picture that says, you know, if you've got a queasy stomach, don't look at this picture because apparently he had a queasy stomach when he stood it on his tail and took it up about 40,000 foot. It's going to be fun, though. How can folks follow you on social media, Alex? Uh, the best way to do it, Twitter, Instagram, at the Alex Hayden. And I have to say the Alex Hayden because Alex Hayden is a comic book character, I've come to find out. Oh, we know. And everything's taken. <laughs> so, so I have to go at the Alex Hayden. And, Jeff, how can folks follow you? Your Instagram game is picked up. Jeff.Striegel. Bam. I'm we'll, both. Look, we'll look forward to it, gentlemen. Thank you so much. You bet, bud. That is Jeff Striegel and Alex Hayden joining us here at the Outback Steakhouse. Thank you both for stopping by. Coming up. We're going to relive the 2018 Daytona 500 and Austin Dillon's dramatic win with the NASCAR Live Backtracks. And later, Rusty Wallace will stop by and join us here live at Outback. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. In NASCAR Fantasy, you choose the drivers to represent you each week. Pick your drivers. Make your team. It's 2019 NASCAR Fantasy. Do your duty and sign up to play today at NASCAR.com slash fantasy. Lots of broadcasting still to come your way here from Daytona. Don't forget Thursday, it's the Gander RV Duel at Daytona, where we will solidify the starting lineup for the 61st Daytona 500. You can catch Motor Racing Network airtime at 6 p.m. in the east. Don't forget on Friday, a couple of practice sessions coming your way, 1 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Eastern. Those obviously are Cup Series practice sessions, which you can hear at MRN.com. 
Friday night, we've got coverage of the Gander Outdoors Truck Series season opener. Next Era Energy Resources 250, MRN Airtime, 7 p.m. on Friday night. Saturday, we'll have coverage of final practice for the Daytona 500 at noon at MRN.com. And then we're, we're coming right back with the NASCAR Racing Experience 300. That'll be the Xfinity Series season opening event, 2 Eastern, our airtime on Saturday. And, of course, our coverage of the Great American Race coming your way Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming up next, we'll take you back to last year's Daytona 500 with a NASCAR Live Backtracks. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Wings Nation, your go-to for Wayne Sprint Car Talk, news and information. Find all the episodes of Wing Nation on your favorite podcast platforms. Steve Post, Ashley Stramme, and Aaron Evernham. Go in-depth with the race winners and personalities from dirt tracks all across America. Like Winged Nation on Facebook. Follow Wing Nation on Twitter. You'll get stories and information and live broadcasts of Wing Nation shows from some of the top dirt tracks in the nation. Winged Nation, your home for Winged Sprint Cars. It's Rip the Fence. Join two former voices of USAC, Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett, on a ride like no other. You can't really tell much stories because I don't want to get anybody in too much trouble. As the two chat with the faces of traditional open-wheel racing. I was four wheels in a fluff and hot laps, and my dad actually after hot laps says, if you do that again, we're parking it. Catch up on prior episodes and get ready for the ride with Rip the Fence. Available for free to download on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the podcast app. Or available on MRN.com. Live from the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach, this is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We continue here at the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach, Florida. One year ago, it was a very dramatic finish to the Great American Race. Austin Dillon going to Gatorade Victory Lane. But it was the drama of the number three returning to that hallowed ground some 20 years after Dale Earnhardt Sr. did it. That makes that 500 so much more special. So we are getting ready to put them under the green flag. Glad you are with us on a beautiful Sunday afternoon in Daytona Beach, Florida, the Daytona 500. We're going to do it like we've always done, fighting all day to the black and white. Good luck in there, buddy. Long race here. Lots going to happen coming to the green this time. Let's have a great day today. 10-4, got you loud and clear. 10-4. Pace car is... What we've been waiting for for the last three months, pace cars off pit road, and the green flag is waving for the Daytona 500. Trouble back straightaway, Kyle Busch, flat left rear tire. Car just about broke loose on him. He'll gather it back up. Kyle Busch off the pace. Yeah, left rear is down. Just don't tear the quarter panel apart. Can only gas. Yes, man, you can only get left side. Welcome back to Daytona under the caution flag. Let's go back to lap 28. Kyle Busch, flat left tire, came onto pit road. And just a moment ago, lap 50, another problem for Kyle over in turn three. Yeah, it looked like another issue for Kyle Busch, that M&M's Toyota, and it might have been another left rear tire. That car snapped around in turn three. Oh, we're wrecked, guys. We're wrecked. The bumper cover's torn off of it. Maybe you can drive it. Yeah, take it to the box. Same thing again, huh? Yep. Take it to the box. Is the left rear wheel loose? Check the left rear wheel to see if the left rear wheel's loose. It's not, man. It's not rubbing either. I don't know what's going on. We got as much air as we always run. Go, Elliot's in the wall. Hard contact with Elliot. Here comes the two on the top. Two with big push inside. Oh, we're wrecking. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., we talked about the overheating problems. Just checked in with Doug Yates, the engine builder on that car. The front of the grill got pushed up, and that closed the opening on it. Stenhouse was able to come in. They were able to get the grill down a little bit. Pull safe off your can. Pull safe off your can. Pull safe off your can. Put water in. Put water in. Pull rest tape off. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Pull rest tape off. Pull rest tape off. And Matt DiBenedetto continues to hound that, uh, that group of cars at the front of the field. You having fun running up there with the lead? Yeah, I'm still just mad at myself about the pit stop, but at least we're six in the outside line. Sorry. Take that off. There's a whole lot of stuff going to happen in the next 20 minutes. Alvaron to the inside, Kurt Busch spins. Ryan Blaney gets collected, and they're all piling in now. Bowman is caught up in it. Kurt Busch pounds the outside wall for a second time. Sorry, guys. You got a little fire underneath you. Check up. Turn left. Look for a fire truck here. Got a little fire. Go ahead and check up here. All right, guys. Good job today. Man, it was. I was pacing it. Damn. Austin Dillon leads the pack off turn number four. No one ever thought he would contend for the win, but he's going to do it. He's going to win the 60th running of the Daytona 500. All the way back to the line here. Daytona 500 winner. Come on. Just win. Just win. Hell of a job, buddy. Hell of a job. That's what I mean. You want it. Just win, Andy. Use it. Hell yeah, you want it. Yes, sir. It is over. You won. Congratulations. That is awesome. That is all him. Didn't do nothing today. It's all him. As we get ready for this year's Daytona 500, all of us here at Motor Racing Network are celebrating 50 years of Daytona 500 racing on MRN. Last night, a special edition of NASCAR Live aired going back through the years and reliving the best Daytona 500s. The Motor Racing Network presents the 12th annual Daytona 500 miler. Dale Earnhardt is going to win the Daytona 500 in his 20th try. Everybody, all his three team, everybody's worked so hard for this. Dale Earnhardt Jr. pulls down to the start-finish line. He will win the 46th running of the Great American Race. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the 2004 Daytona 500. I'm happy as hell to win the Daytona 500, and I'm glad I got to race my buddy Tony Stewart for the win. This has got to be the greatest day of my life. Austin Dillon leads the pack off turn number four. No one ever thought he would contend for the win, but he's going to do it. He's going to win the 60th running of the Daytona 500. Daytona has a way with just making memories. The 2019 Great American Race is near. And Jimmy Johnson has won the Daytona 500. As the NASCAR world assembles on the world's most famous beach in Daytona, so too does the Motor Racing Network. The world's greatest stock car race, the Daytona 500 miler. For the 50th time in history, MRN will bring the sounds of Daytona to listeners worldwide. They almost touch it. They move down low in the banking. They're going to be side by side as they exit the bank and head for the finish line. Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding, slamming in the wall. With the 29th annual Daytona 500 goes to Bill Elliott. You know, to run around this place for 500 miles and stay out of trouble yeah. is a feat in itself. Bernhardt will not be able to do anything with him. Jeff Gordon wins the Daytona 500 for a second time. You, you recognize how recognize that race is and that, that winner is and, and you know how special it, it is to be there. Here they come off turn number four. Dale Jarrett's got the lead. He goes to the inside. Earnhardt's not going to get him. Dale Jarrett is going to win. To bring Joe Gibbs uh, his first Daytona 500 win was pretty special. Join the voice of NASCAR 
for the biggest race of the season. Crossover the final time off four. Trevor Bain playing defense. He's out in front at age 20. He's going to win the 53rd Daytona 500. The great American race. Second flag waving at the start finish line. Who will get there first? It's Truex on the inside. Hamlin on the outside and too close to call. Denny Hamlin has won the 58th running of the Daytona 500. That was an amazing finish. Has heard on MRN Radio for the 50th time in history. Daytona 500 winner, come on. February 17th. You can listen to the entire show from last night on MRN.com. Coming up, NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace joins us here at the Outback. And later, we'll hear from some drivers about what they expect from this week's Daytona 500. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. If you're on the road now, chances are pretty good you noticed that the all-new Chevy Silverado is here. And if you're wondering what's new about it, the answer is everything. Eight different trim levels, six different powertrains, and the most functional bed in its class, with more cargo volume than any other competitor. Go to Chevy.com and see for yourself what happens when legendary dependability meets modern capability. The all-new Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Chevrolet, find new roads. Don't forget, folks, tomorrow we'll have a special edition of NASCAR Live coming your way. You'll hear the very best of Daytona 500 Media Day. Every cup driver that's in the field for the Daytona 500 will be stopping by, and we'll be talking with them about this weekend's running of the Great American Race and what they expect in the upcoming 2019 season. That again, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Hope you'll join us. Coming up next, NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace will stop by the Outback here in Daytona, give us his take on this week's action at the World Center of Racing, and a whole lot more. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Experience different. Boyer sees the checkered flag. Experience excitement, drama, and action. And he wins the STP 500. Experience NASCAR at its best. Experience Martinsville. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series returns to Martinsville Speedway March 24th for the STP 500. Tickets start at just $47 and are on sale now. Call 877-RACE-TICKS or visit martinsvillespeedway.com today to start your experience. A new season is just around the corner, and NASCAR Today is making sure you're up to speed every weekday. Ready to go. I mean, obviously, the rules are changing quite a bit. We're all racing to figure that new mousetrap out first. New rules and new faces and new places are all a part of the starting lineup for 2019. I'm excited about racing a Mustang, for one. In the garage, at the track, or behind the scenes, every weekday, NASCAR Today brings you the latest as we close in on the green flag. Live from the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach, this is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Joining us now at the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach is NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. What's going on, brother? Man, I'll tell you, that feels good. They're giving it up for me, aren't they? Aren't they? <laughs> 
Oh, everything's going fantastic. The weather down here, Daytona is great. It's just got a good feeling this week. It really does. It feels awesome. Speed Weeks got off to a little uh, odd start there in the clash and qualifying and all that. What's your take when you observed that from the tower? Well, it's, it's tough to take that one in because it, there was so much rain. Nobody could get their, their rhythm built up. They go out and run, you know, 10 laps and it rained, run another five laps and it rained and stuff like that. Then you ended under rain. So, I don't know. I think this is the one where you just got to push the reset button and try it again next year because this year just didn't work out that good because of all the rain. And I think I've talked to three or four people, and they've all said about the same thing. As a race car driver, how frustrating is it when you're trying to get a race in, you're trying to get into, like, a rhythm, and you're trying to get into a mindset, and you stop, start, stop, start, and all that? How do you guys process all that? Well, that's not easy. It's not easy at all because, I mean, that particular race, generally you go into the clash with everybody all jacked up and fired up, and, my gosh, you're just there's no points, and they're all going for the money, and they're all, they're all just <laughs> flexing their muscles and going for it, you know. Well, there wasn't any of that going on because they just couldn't get fired up for that event. So it, it's tough. Uh, one thing that makes it different is, uh, like I just said, I mean, it, it's not about m points. It's all about the money, and it's all about winning that big trophy. And, and you really go in with a complete different mindset with, when that's happening versus your points racing. So um, they get Jimmy Johnson got the money. It was a controversial move. Uh, some people liked it. Some didn't like it. And, uh, and that was it to me. I watched that thing over and over and over. I actually watched it about six times. And, my gosh, it looked like Paul Menard moved to the left maybe two foot. That's about it. But it was just enough that Johnson had a, a, a run going, and he went for it, and they got together. And uh, I re honestly think it was a racing thing. I really do. I mean, I, it was such one. When you, if you got to think about something that long, I think it's pretty easy to say it was a racing deal. Well, when you go down into frame by frame and you're backing it up and fast forward and all that stuff, because – you know, I mean, that stuff happens in a blink of an eye. I mean, it happens actually, and it's done and over before you even know what happened. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that was a good point you just said. When you're going frame by frame, I mean, again, if, you got a, if you're a, a fan and you're trying to think whose fault it was and you got to go through that much work to figure out what really happened, <laughs> it's a racing accident, trust me. <laughs> it's just it two guys going for it, and it, I felt bad for uh, Paul. I really did because he had a fast car. He led a ton of laps. And uh, just didn't close the deal. But then you look at Jimmy Johnson. That was kind of exciting, actually, for him because all the crew chief stuff going on. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys have probably already talked about that. I, I just came in a little bit late here. But, I mean, I know a lot of pe people are talking about the, the, that dynamic duo being broken up, Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson. And now Knauss goes on, wins a pole, and then, then Jimmy goes on and, and wins a race. And so they both kind of win on that deal. Talking with Rusty Wallace, I want to ask you about the Daytona 500. Obviously, it's going to be a big race. Coming up, our biggest race of the season, the 61st running of the Great American Race. The race weekend has a unique feel to it, different from any other from our perspective. I'm curious as a race car driver, when your eyes fly open the morning of the Daytona 500, you put your feet on the ground, does it feel different? And what is different about a race morning of the 500 compared to other mornings of getting ready for other races at other racetracks? Well, you go into that race knowing right off the bat that this is the big one. You, you go into that one knowing that this is our Super Bowl, and you, you're, you are tense. I'm not going to say you're jacked all up like you are for the, bud, uh, for the clash or you are for some big race, uh, non-points paying race like that, or like a night Bristol race or something like that. You go in this with a completely different mindset. You go into it where you're real serious. You're real focused. You're not all feeling 
like you would on a short track. You know this is the deal, and you're doing all your homework, trying to do everything right. You're overthinking everything. You're hoping that that car is going to handle good. You're hoping that you're going to make the right moves in the draft. And, and then you're methodically going through all your sponsor stuff because it's the first race of the year. And you got all these brand-new sponsors signed up, and they're all there. And they all want time. They all want, you know, to – want you to represent them in a proper way at all their events and so you're going through all that stuff so it's a lot of work getting ready for it but one big old downer that can be is the weather if you go into that thing and that weather is overcast and it's rainy and you're waiting and it's a miserable morning before the 500 it man it really messes you up when it comes to how excited you are for that event i'm hoping that when this Daytona 500 starts uh, this coming Sunday, that we got good weather. Well, guess what? And that's going to change everything. As of right now, sunny and 78 for the Daytona 500. Oh, man. That's, I have not looked at the forecast. I'm glad you just said that because it, it's got the potential then under those conditions to be one of the best 500s we've seen in a long, long time. And I, I'm excited about it. The, I, again, that, that weather deal. That, we, we all talked about the clash early, didn't we? Yeah. Of how, how it just nobody can get any rhythm going. Everybody can't get no mom, momentum built up. But if you got good weather, it changes a lot. And by the way, if you've yet to get your tickets for the Daytona 500, perhaps maybe you're snowbound somewhere or feeling the wrath of Mother Nature, Daytona500.com, your destination to get tickets for the Daytona 500. Appreciate you coming by. One more thing before we let you go. A couple of weeks ago, Roger Penske got inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. How cool was that from your perspective? From my perspective, it was emotional. Yeah, my gosh. I mean, because I was there for all three days. They, we got a big party they put together for the current Hall of Famers and the new, new Hall of Famers, and, they, and we, we have that party upstairs. And Winston Kelly kind of organizes that whole thing, and, and Winston did a fantastic job, him and his entire team, and to sit there and watch all that thing go on. Everybody have that wonderful dinner on Thursday night. That was great. Then you come back the next day for the induction ceremony and see how good that induction ceremony turned out. And then Roger had his big party for all his employees, and we had, it was a road down memory lane on Saturday night. So I was with him for three straight days in a row, in, intense talks and stuff of going down memory lane. And, my gosh, everything he mentioned just brought back memories. And uh, I, I went back and looked at that thing that was on tape, and the, the camera kept going to me sitting in that second row behind Petty, and I got these tears in my eyes. And I'm like, I couldn't stop it. I just kept so emotional about the whole thing because I kept remembering how that team started from a grass field and we built this building and all of a sudden we get a Miller sponsorship and it's a single car team and we we win two races then Roger says hey I don't like what's going on let's let's close this whole thing down and hang it up and I I get mad at him we almost get in a fight at the Holiday Inn across the street over here and I tell him so look don't you spin out on me now because I had an offer to go drive that that loving car that Budweiser car and I turned it down because I wanted to drive for you and I said what do you do don't spin out on me and he says, okay, I won't. And the next year, we won a 10 races. And we just kicked butt. And Pien Penske took off to what it is right now. And he tells those stories. And I listen to him. And then I start listening about the Matador back in the day and all the Bobby Allison stories and all the stuff. And it was a really, really emotional three days for me. And I'm so happy that he's in the doggone Hall of Fame because, you know, this is personally me saying what I'm about to say is that Everybody's looked at Rogers like the IndyCar guy. You know, he's the IndyCar guy, and he's the road race guy. He's the businessman, all that type of stuff. Been super successful. Some like it, some don't. But then he comes into NASCAR, and he wins all these races, and now he's won two championships, but he's never, in my opinion, personally felt like he's in 
the club, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the NASCAR guy. I'm not the NASCAR guy. He feels like he's the NASCAR guy now. And that would have not happened unless he got inducted in the Hall of Fame. And when he got in the Hall of Fame, you can talk to all the people that were there. Winston Kelly got to see him really up close and personal. And, he, and, and I think he would agree with what I'm about to say, that you could tell that this was a really, really, really big time in Roger Penske's career. He really appreciated this probably more than anything he's ever done. It was probably bigger to him than winning uh, many of those Indy 500s he's won. Well, it's well-deserved, and we're glad to have him in, a classy man, and he's put a lot of winning race cars on the racetrack, and obviously he is the reigning championship winning car owner right now as we enter the 2019 Daytona 500 on Sunday. Appreciate you coming by. Enjoy the rest of Speed Week, and so we'll look forward to hearing what you got for us Thursday night and, of course, Sunday in the, uh, in the 500. All right, you got it. How'd they say it? I'll see you at the races. I'll see you at the races. <laughs> That's NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. We appreciate Rusty for stopping by. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, coming up, we're going to preview this Sunday's Daytona 500 with some of the drivers you'll see on track as we head into the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone. Does your check engine light have you stressing? The free AutoZone Fix Finder service will help you find the likely issues, saving you time and money. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. At AutoZone, we're all about giving you more ways to get more done. Like our free Fix Finder service. If your check engine light is on, our Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the real problem, saving you time and money down the road. Want help from a pro? We can help with that too. Keep your engine running clean with Fuel Injector Cleaner. It'll help maximize your engine's fuel economy so it can perform at its best. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. Restrictions and details in store. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach, this is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. About to put a bow on things here at the Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach. I'd like to thank the congenial hosts here at the Outback for hosting us yet again for another edition of NASCAR Live. Folks, mark your calendars. Next week, we've got a brand-new podcast series coming your way called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 25 years and still trucking. On the first episode, we tell you about the conception of the series and the exciting first race at ISM Raceway in Phoenix. Well, with the Truck Series, it came because the Truck Series, some people forget by now, it was started by desert racers. Um, Scoop Vessels, uh, Jim Venable, Jimmy Smith, they were, they were a bunch of guys that got together and brought the idea to, to Bill France. Coming up off turn number four, Musgrave looks to the inside, tries to pull, even gets a fender up there by inches. It is Kevin Harvick scoring the win. Yeah, so it's hard to believe that it's been 25 years because I actually sat in the grandstands at Mesa Marin and, and watched the, the first exhibition race that they had with the six trucks um, on the racetrack and talking about the Super Truck Series and, and how it was going to uh, to become a real series, you know, the next year. So they, they went from different short tracks 
uh, around the country and, and especially on the West Coast. Well, right now we're seeing something that we've never seen before. For the very first time in NASCAR history, a field of 33 super trucks are rolling from the Dick Beatty garage area. Labonte's only line of defense is to put his right foot on the throttle as hard as he can. Skinner right up on his tailgate. Now he moves to the inside line. I punched that throttle on the floor in the middle of the corner, and I knew that it'd be a miracle if I didn't hit the wall, but I knew if I lifted off the gas, he had a run on me and he was going to beat me. Chuckered flag in the air, Skinner wins. Labonte second, wrapping it up in the inaugural for the NASCAR Super Truck Series by Craftsman. What a finish, what a finish in the season opener. That got so much hype and we started filling grandstands everywhere we went and we started getting big turnouts where we were actually having to turn trucks away. And uh, when after about the first third of the year, I, I, there was no question that the Truck Series was going to be there for a while. It's MRN Presents the Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. Download the entire show for free this Tuesday. That's on iTunes and at MRN.com. As we get ready for the Great American Race this weekend, so are the drivers. And some of them have some major changes from last season. MRN's Susie Armstrong gives us a little preview as to how the drivers are feeling going into Sunday. Oh, well, thank you, Mike. After what many considered the worst year in the storied organization's history, Hendrick Motorsports has burst out of the 2019 gate with guns ablazing. Hendrick cars filled the top four spots during Sunday's Daytona 500 qualifying at Daytona International Speedway with sophomore driver William Byron securing the pole with the aid of new crew chief Chad Knauss. Meanwhile, Knauss's former driver, seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson, who went winless for the first time in 2018, won the Advance Auto Parts Clash to officially kick off Speed Week's 2019. Johnson is inspired to show what he can do behind the wheel of the number 48 Ally Chevrolet after last year's dismal season. It's certainly, you know, closing the book on, on 18, you know, it was not an easy environment, not an easy decision, not an easy situation to, to move on from Chad and for us both to do something different. The rejuvenation and excitement, you know, at least right now, it, it's the same for everybody. We've had a couple months off. Everybody's excited to go. I don't feel any different on that front. Um, I am excited to uh, to start this new chapter, though, um, new sponsor, new, new crew chief. So I guess more excitement than rejuvenation. Transitioning to Chip Ganassi Racing this year, the winner of the 2017 Daytona 500, Kurt Busch, is ready to prove his worth at his new organization and looks to team up with the former driver of the number one Chevrolet, Jamie McMurray, on the 31-degree high banks. Yeah, he's a great plate racer. He's somebody that you can always expect to be up front. He's smart, he's sneaky, and he knows where to put his car to stay out of trouble. And so if, if it all pans out right, yeah, he's an ally. And then at the end of the day, uh, he's going to want to take that win for himself. So I'd love to have that problem of us three Ganassi cars up front and duking it out for every man for himself. After finishing second in his debut in the Great American Race last year, Bubba Wallace has high expectations, especially after pacing the field in Saturday's second practice session. But the savvy Richard Petty Motorsports driver knows nothing is promised. Us racers know and, and, and the true diehards get how, how up in the air speedway racing is, you know. It's not like, okay, we're going to put the same exact thing in the car and it better run second. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't even work like that at any other track, you know. It's crazy how much setups do change from just from race to race. So we just got to go back and hopefully have the same amount of luck, if not a little bit more, to finish one spot better. So I'm excited, you know, looking back at our Speedway resume, 
think our worst finish was 14th, so it's pretty solid for our camp. So if we can build off that, I hope it just wasn't uh, beginner's luck, rookie's luck. Hopefully we can show up and continue that and, and become, you know, a two-car, an 11-car guy you have to look out for on the Speedway stuff. The green flies over the Daytona 500 at Daytona International Speedway this Sunday afternoon just after 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Mike, I bet you can't wait to get with it. Susie, you are absolutely right. I can't wait, not only for the Daytona 500, but for 2019. Winter is over, spring is here, and it's time to go racing. Susie, thank you so much. Don't forget, Motor Racing Network is on the air with the Daytona 500 Sunday, starting at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. This has been the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone. Does your check engine light have you stressing? The free AutoZone Fix Finder service will help you find the likely issue, saving you time and money. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Thanks to Jimmy Johnson, William Byron, Chad Knaus, Rusty Wallace, Alex Hayden, and Jeff Striegel. I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us. We thank again the fine folks here at Outback Steakhouse in Daytona Beach, Florida. And we also want you not to forget that tomorrow night we'll have another edition of NASCAR Live. It's a special one. It's best of Daytona 500 Media Day. You can catch it at MRN.com. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. We'll talk to you later, and we'll talk to you more this week from Speed Peaks 2019 here in Daytona Beach, Florida. Until then, so long. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. This is a Jackson Hewitt tax service announcement. Don't want to wait weeks for your tax refund? Visit Jackson Hewitt Tax Service today. File your taxes with Jackson Hewitt and ask a tax pro how you could get $500 to $4,000 fast with a no-fee refund advance. Money when you need it. A 0% APR loan from Metabank available on a prepaid card fast, like today fast. Term supply. Visit jacksonhewitt.com today. That's Jackson Hewitt. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com.